The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello all and welcome to Black Mental Matters. I'm Vince The Voice and I hope all is going well for you and yours right now. You know, this podcast again designed to eradicate that stigma as it relates to mental health in our community and I hope your mental health is doing okay. I know it's a tough time, but did you know that you still during all this can look and feel amazing, have boundless energy, uncover what wellness really means to you because it is your right, ladies and gentlemen, to live a healthy happy and whole life wellness is an active process of becoming aware and making choices towards a healthier and fulfilling life and wellness does not just include physical health but spiritual emotional and social issues as well way too often we focus on just one aspect not realizing that all are key components to why we're the way we are why we react the way we do and feel the way that we do when you come to terms with things like this figuring out the process it may take a little time but the end results is a life that you've always wanted and that's why i'm so excited to bring this episode to you listen in get ready we're gonna get totally well right here on black middle matters Black Mental Matters, and boy, do we have, I'm telling you, get ready, set, get your pen and paper, get your mind ready, internalist and pediatrician, mentor, motivational speaker, author, so much more, and my doctor. Let's give it up, everybody, for Dr. Sandra Jackson-Dent. How you doing, Doc? I am well. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm great. You are coming through so loud and clear it's amazing <laughs> we are doing well doc thank you so much for taking time and i just got to say thank you so much for what you are what you do because just in the short time that i've been working with you or you've been working with me uh, you know just imparting so much good stuff doc that's not the norm you you really want to help some folks and i just want to say thank you so much thank you doc it is my pleasure you are welcome so let's, uh, now, now, in addition to all the things, you are the founder of Strong Foundation Consulting and CEO of Totally Well, specializing in health and wellness coaching. Uh, give us a little information about those projects. Yes. So Strong Foundation Consulting was um, developed shortly after my mom passed away about five years ago. Okay. Um, so my mother passed away of sudden death. I do not know what happened to her. We were at her sister's birthday party mm. and literally my mom died. I was doing CPR on her uh, for what seemed like eternity, um, about 10, 15, 20 minutes, I don't know, and I never regained the pulse. And during that time in my life, I was spiraling downhill quick mm. and fast. Mm. And uh, after you know going through the services and taking care of all the things that needed to be taken care of, the business matter of death and dying, I found myself lost. So Strong Foundation was birthed out of that, knowing that my foundation is sure. My mother and my father have both gone on to be with the Lord, yes. died what I felt like prematurely. So I developed Strong Foundation as a way to, first it was just um, to be doing something, to be honest. Mm. And I was doing some locums work as a physician. And so I used the business as a private business to channel that through. Then totally well developed shortly thereafter, maybe three or four years ago. 
about three years ago, Totally Well came up. Mm -hmm. When I finally could wrap my mind around losing my mother, losing my father, getting married and moving to Georgia, all within a a span of three years, I needed help. Mm. I had gotten to a point in my life where I had just spiraled out of control. I had hit 300 pounds. Mm. I was depressed. I felt like my life was over and now I'm supposed to be happy with a new husband and my mother is not here. Mm. So I began to pray and ask God to give me a little bit of strength and show me what my what the next move was going to be. I got pregnant with my son. And I knew that I did not want my son to be sad. So it was at that time, probably around my sixth month of pregnancy, that I began to focus on wellness for myself. Yes, yes. And actually, I'll take that back. Before I got pregnant with my son, shortly after I got married, I, at 300 pounds, when I moved here to Georgia on December uh, 2016, I was at a whopping 300 pounds, and I had just gotten married. My husband wanted a baby. Neither one of us had had children. So I began to take the journey. I began to take the journey to try to work on myself and try to lose weight, get my mind right so that my body could be equipped to carry a child. I was older, um, I'm advanced maternal age, and I needed to lose weight. So I lost about 75 pounds, 75, 85 pounds in nine months. Got pregnant um, in February of 2017. And it wasn't until about my sixth month that I began to accept the will of God concerning Um, the loss of my mother and the tragedy behind it. And so Totally Well was birthed out of all of that. It's not about being well physically only. It's about being well totally. We are triune beings. We have uh, a spirit. We have a soul and we house in the body. All of that stuff is housed in the body. And if all of this is not well, then none of it is well. There are some times that um, one area of your life may seem to be going great. And then another area is not so much. Then another area is just wax cold and, and, and not doing anything productive. And then your finances are out of whack and then your mental health is gone. So totally well encompasses taking care of you wholly, totally, all of you, mind, body, spirit, finances, learning, you know, some people are, are, don't even have funeral policies. You know, going through that with both of my parents having to bury them, thank God they had policies, but what if? And we didn't even, we had to tear up the house to find the policies. So it was a bit, you know, teaching people how to how to plan financially, plan for your future, spiritual growth, emotional healing. A lot of times, especially in the black community, um, there's a stigma about mental health. Yes. There's a stigma, you know, there's nothing wrong if you just pray about it. No, going through the things I had to, you know, totally well was birthed out of the struggles in my life. And it's still being birthed. It's new. I don't work it um, as much as I wish I could. But that's what totally well means. Well, I'm so glad uh, that you uh, do both sides because you're getting me healthy uh, physically and uh, just in the, uh, you know, the, the conversations just like now, you know, uh, getting our minds uh, together and, and being willing to share. And that's really what this is all about, as I shared with you and shared with our audience um, of my dad, you know, committing suicide, my brother committing suicide and then being able to accept that and and. And then share with others about it, it has been the most just a beautiful feeling inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes. one of the things that you share, you know, you got to love yourself. You got to forgive yourself and things like that. And then you can begin to accept 
these things and then you can begin to move in that direction to be totally well and have that strong foundation. Absolutely. Looking at your uh, uh, story, you're from Chicago. I'm from Gary and all that kind of good stuff. So I know the area. I love the the quote from Mahalia Jackson uh, that you gave. If I can help someone as I pass along, if I can cheer someone with a word or song, if I can show someone he's traveling wrong, then my living is not in vain. Quote yes. Mahalia Jackson. And, and, and you took that and ran with it. I love it. Started your medical career in high school. So you've been trying to help folks for a long time. You've been trying to. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And that's a blessing, but it's been a burden as well. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah. Tried to help folks. And what did you see, Doc, as the things? I, I know that you're putting messages out there. Again, you're an author. You've written the book, uh, Praying from the Front Line. So, be, you know, spiritual as well. But what are some of the things that people can do, you know, to get that strong foundation in their life and to be totally well? What are some of the things when you coach people? <laughs> When you talk about their health and wellness, what are some of the things that you're talking about? Well, every person is different. So yes. first, I want to know where you are and what your plans are. You know, when I started the journey, I had to really come face to face and look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we jump the gun and we want everything to happen at once. Why isn't this happening in my life? Why can't I get past this cycle that I keep going around and around and around in? And honestly, I had to really come to grips. And it's been in the last year and a half, I think, for myself personally, that I began to say, what do I really like and what do I want? Mm, Yes. Who am I? Right. And so when I coach or talk to other people, I first ask, what do you want? Who are you? What do you like? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times in this life, we are going about life based on what other people tell us we should like and based upon what other people do Hmm. that we like. Okay. And we never come face to face with what we actually want to do or like to do. You brought up my past about um, going, starting medicine in high school. In high school, I was a nurse for 10 years. I went to a, voc- a vocational high school in Chicago called CVS. CVS, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, Chicago Vocational, yes. yes. And so they, they train you for a trade. And so all my life, I've been helping people. I know how to help people. Hmm. But it, I didn't realize that not everyone that I'm capable of helping is supposed to receive my help. Oh, boy. There you go now. And so I, because helping and the gifts of help is a part of my nature, that was easy for me from nursing through medical school, through residency and now in my career. But I realized even outside of the medical sector in my family, friends, anybody, I just jump right in and want to do, 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 do. Yes. And I realized and got some um, revelation concerning my own life last year about the spirit of codependency. Mm. That's a big word. I never knew who I was because all I knew was that helping people and doing for other people, that's where I found or thought I was supposed to be. And I am to a certain degree, but you should not be consumed in that. Wow. Now that- and so I, my DNA and my makeup was doing, 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 going, going, going. So I had worn myself thin. I didn't enjoy my family. I didn't enjoy life. I didn't live in the moment. It was just like, it's like burned all, out. All I'm doing is helping these folks, and then you start, but ain't nobody helping me. My foot hurts. Shoot. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and to. so mm. that I didn't realize that I was codependent. Mm. Not codependent like I need you, but codependent as in 
oh, I can do it. Let me do it. I can do it. I can do it. Instead of stopping and saying, what if God is using whatever a person is going through to change them? And here I am trying to come to their rescue. Oh, my goodness. So when I sit down with people, I want to know where you are. What do you want? Hmm. What is it that you're looking for? And once we realize that, and it could be a list of things. The sky is the limit. We have to first figure out what's the most pressing and what's the most important. And if it's something that's affecting your health and well-being, we got to deal with that first. So what is the challenge that you find uh, when you share this revelation? I mean, are people, it's hard. I mean, I, I know I mm-hmm. just said, look, I'm going to just pull back the screen and be this open book. But that that's where it's, it's hard sometimes to look in the mirror and, and accept <laughs> what's there. You're right. It's very, very hard to look in the mirror and accept what's there. But it's very liberating when we do. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I have not arrived at all. But I am a whole lot better than I was. Mm -hmm. And I'm a different person. People say when you lose loved ones, you change. And that is a fact, a statement of truth. You are not the same person you were before you lost your father and your brother. Yes. I'm not the same person I was before I lost my mother and father. And so because of that, you begin to have eye-opening experiences. You begin to look at things in a different lens because you don't know when your day is, your date with destiny is going to be. This is true. And so because you don't know, you start looking at things different. And if you keep your eye gates open and you really begin to look in deep within yourself, you'll begin to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, you know, the way I handle it, too, is that I take them with me everywhere I go. I mean, my brother uh, took me down there on the Gold Coast in Chicago and, and taught me how to, you know, go to Jewtown and get some uh, very uh, exclusive clothes for a lower price and all this kind yes. of stuff when I was yes. when I was young. <laughs> and so, you know, today I'm like, hey, I'm bling bling. I got matching everything, you know, and all that That's kind of it. stuff. And, and then my dad with his work ethic, you know, three jobs and, and all kinds of things. And so I, I just can't stress that more. And that's really the purpose to let people know, you know, that you're not alone and that you take your experiences and accept them. Uh, you, yeah. you like you say, will feel so much better. And then it kind of gives you that purpose in life of, of why you're here. Mm-hmm. Like you say, it's not just for others. It, it's for yourself as well. Yes. These gifts you've been given. Absolutely. Yes. I often tell people when I um, get the opportunity to share the loss of my mother, that it was the worst thing that happened to me, but the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. And people say the best thing, losing your mother. I say, yeah, yeah. yeah. because it has taught me now how to take care of me. Mm. It has taught me how to love me. We were never taught to take care of ourselves. We're taught to give to everyone else. We're taught to, you know, do for everyone else, but we're never taught to be a little bit selfish and take care of you. Because you have to do for everyone else, you have to learn how to take care of you first. Otherwise, you're going to be depleted. And depleted people are leaky valves. Mm. They leak all over the place. Mm. And a broken heart leaks. So imagine trying to pour love into something that's broken. It's going to leak right out. And your marriage is going to be destroyed. Or your friendships or relationships are going to be destroyed. So we all have experiences. But what do we do with those experiences? Do we bottle them up and just say, oh, I lost my mom. I could have done that. And trust me, I was on that road to destruction. But thank God for the strength to get up out of that pit. Listen, Ma- I'm, I'm giving the, the, the crowd is going crazy right now. That's all I can say, Doc. <laughs> get up out of the pit. There, you know, my mother will want me to live. And so I live like she is with me every single day of and my life. Watching you. That's right. And watching me. Dancing yeah. with me. 
Wiping my tears away, all I, of that. I know she was proud of you. Look at here, coming out of CVS and now what? Becoming a double board certified physician. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And it was rough. <laughs> I believe it. I was told, you what you doing here? You shouldn't be here. I was told no three times before the fourth, before the fourth time when I was accepted into medical school. Mm. And just like you said, having those uh, doubt in yourself or, or whatever, just mm-hmm. not knowing yourself will yes. stop you from really going after what you will put down here for. I see that so many times in, in, yes. in people. You're not loving yourself. You're not exploring yourself. You're not uh, looking at what you really bring to this world. And as a result, you miss out on on that gift that was really given to you, that prize that was waiting on you. Absolutely. I grew up with no self-esteem, not low, no self-esteem. I would mimic myself after everybody that I called friends because I did not know who I was. My father was always present, but he wasn't present. He paid the bills. Physically, he was there, but he never told me that he loved me. I was never validated by my father. I looked for validation. And so I did not have self-esteem, none, zero. And I always doubted myself about everything that I said, everything I did, the way I looked. I was always a little chunky little girl. You know, my hair was not straight. Mom did the best she could with combing my hair. I just did not have the self-esteem to pursue. But I had, I was a hard worker. And I, my mother always said, do something where you can take care of yourself. That's how I kept pushing through nursing school and pushing through college and pushing to get to medical school because I knew mama wasn't going to be here. I didn't understand it then, mm-hmm. but I said, well, I might not look like everybody else. I'm not a size zero, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, <laughs> or 14. And I'm chocolate and my hair is not straight and I don't look like everybody else. Yeah. But I know if I study and work hard enough, something it's going to happen in my life. And my mother was my biggest cheerleader. She said, baby, you got to do this. Keep it moving. Every time I wanted to give up. Yes. Yes. I threw in the towel because mm. I did not think I was good enough. Here I am. This little black girl grew up on the South side of Chicago with dodging bullets on 79th street, yes. wondering if I was going to make it out of the hood with a book of food stamps, not knowing whether I was going to come or go on the buses going to and fro did not have, no, 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 no. One thing I had was a mother that said, you will be somebody. Mm. And I had concentration issues. We call it ADHD now. But back then, you know, my mama called it a belt <laughs> and a, a palette, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I'm here now standing because somebody's life is depending on me to show up now. All that I've had to go through in this life, somebody's life is depending on me showing up. So I got to keep working on me and keep keep praying and keep pressing and keep dealing with my emotions and dealing with the past things that have happened in my life so that I can show up for somebody else. Amen. When it's time. Amen. Amen. Wow, Doc. Um, so for you know, folks that are listening in and perhaps I would think that a little self-reflection would be uh, apropos anyone that everybody that's listening in, because, again, we're talking with Dr. Sandra Jackson Dent. She's a native of Chi-Town, back home, hometown, on her journey, becoming a double board certified physician internist, uh, pediatrician, mentor, motivational speaker, author, and yes, my doctor. So I'm going to claim it. Uh, do I need to sign any HIPAA 
form before I say that. No, sir. You, you, I didn't tell your medical nothing. You told it. So, okay. hey. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you want to you wanna really soak this in, folks, because, uh, you know, again, talking from the heart and, and experiences. And so there are people who are listening now and reflecting again on their journey and where they are, Doc. What are some baby steps or, hey, if, if it takes a leap, I don't know what it is, but what are some things that you would say that they can start doing to make those changes? And I know, again, you're a holistic. I mean, you, you're teaching me about the healthy right now, and I want to thank you for that. And that's why I'm so excited about saying you, my doctor. I haven't felt this good in a long time. I, you know, curb my drinking, all these kinds of things, uh, eating a little bit better to get a little exercise in. You got to be on the little, you know, pills I got to take, but it's making me feel a whole lot better. What are some of the things that people can start doing to make their lives better and, and move that needle forward in a positive way? Yeah, so first of all, just make a decision. Commit. Make a decision. I am committed to my commitment. Whatever commitment that may be for you. Like when I started back in um, February 2017, I was fed up. Here I am, a new doctor in a new city, and these people don't know me. I'm heavy and trying to tell my patients to lose weight. Now, mindful, I've been a big girl all my life. Mm. I've been up, down, up, down, but I had hit rock bottom. My joints were hurting everything. Mm. So the first thing I had to do, I told my husband, I said, I'm about to start something. And his first remark was, oh, Lord, what you about to buy now? <laughs> okay, what I got to spend money on now? I like and I said, the, nothing. I like Calvin already. <laughs> yes. I said, we're going grocery shopping. So for me, my first thing that I needed to work on was weight. Yes, yes. I was tired of being overweight. Mm -hmm. So that may not be what your struggle is. You may not have that struggle. And I had to commit, make a commitment. And I told him he wanted a baby. I wanted a baby. And so that's where I started. So you got to just start somewhere. Mm -hmm. First things first, figure out what you want to do and get started. I got all these journals. I, I grabbed a bunch of magazines. I'm a writer and I'm a, uh, you know, I, I try to find things that motivate me. I started listening to motivational speakers on yes. uh, YouTube, Les Brown and T.D. Jakes and, and not all Christian. I listened to some non-Christian people yes. because every, you know, I needed to feed my spirit, feed my mind, feed my will and feed my emotions because I needed something to get me started and to keep me on the path. So I'm avid, I'm a, um, a firm believer that you need short-term goals, long-term goals, and lifetime goals. See, I had to lose a lot of weight. But if I'd have focused on, oh, I got to lose 100 pounds, I would have never gotten there yeah. because I would have. it would have been too much for my heart and my mind to handle. Yes. So my short term, let me lose five pounds. All right, I got there. Let me lose 10 pounds. Oh, we're doing good. Let me lose 20 pounds. Yes. Now, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I did get discouraged along the way and fought, fell off, got back on. But because I had a goal in mind and my goal was a healthy pregnancy, I stayed on more than I stayed off. Yes. So whatever it is you want to do, whether it is to, you know, grow spiritually, get one scripture, meditate on that scripture, read it, apply it to everything that you do. And, 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 and for that day, mm. you have to remember that yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is, it may never come right now is the only time that we have to be responsible for right now. What are you going to do with today? Yes. Make the commitment. Become committed. Do it intentionally. Do it deliberately. Do it on purpose. And you have to give yourself some type of anchor. 
You got why? What is your why? Why am I doing this now? Mm, you just said it. You're doing it deliberately, too. You're doing it on purpose. I love that. Why Why am I doing this? What, what am I trying why? to do? Yes. What am I trying to accomplish in this time? And then once you get that, you know, you get started on that, you may want to add something else. I have been working on, in the span of these last couple of years, losing weight. I lost weight, got pregnant, gained 100 pounds. Here we are, back at ground zero, started back over. But in the midst of that, I didn't let it stop me. It's discouraging sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I've gotten discouraged. Some days I'm discouraged. I was discouraged yesterday. But then I said, well, here we are in the midst of a pandemic. I'm getting anxious. The spirit of anxiety is trying to ride my back. So, okay, I started doing some counseling. Don't think that just because you're in the body of Christ, you're a Christian or non-Christian, that mental health is a stigma. Don't think that you can't, you know, talk to someone or get the help that you need, that you're crazy. I'm not crazy, but I've been through tragedy. I'm not crazy, but life has thrown me some blows and it's kind of, you know, affecting my mental health. So I went on and got me a little counseling. Mm, mm. Then, okay, I got over that hump. And the, the pandemic started and I was getting discouraged and I was getting fear for the spirit of fear was trying to clench my heart. I know how to pray and I know how to write. So I started writing and praying. Mm. And I wrote prayers from the front line and gave it to healthcare workers. Wow. You wow. got to keep your mind busy. Do, I don't mind, Mama would say, is the devil's workshop. You got to guard your heart and guard your mind with all diligence. Guard that heart. Guard your mind. Plead the blood over your mind. Declare that you have the mind of Christ. Because if you don't, I can promise you, Satan is already lurking. Life is already lurking, waiting to jump on you and deter you and distract you. Mm. And even if you get distracted or deterred, get back in line. Okay, I got, I'm getting better. My anxiety has got under control. Okay, I'm good. All right, that's what we're going to do next. You've got to find something. Put your hand to the plow and don't look back. The title, uh, Praying from the Front Line uh, uh, of your book, uh, explain that to me a little bit. What, what, what do you mean by praying from the front line? So Praying from the Front Line is a daily prayer and declaration guide that I wrote in the span of a month at the beginning of the pandemic. So last year in March, the pandemic started and um, I began to get nervous and anxious. And I got this little baby going to daycare and my husband's going to work. I'm going to work. And the spirit of anxiety clenched my heart. So Praying from the Front Line is basically about me praying as a frontline worker. Yes, yes. Knowing that I have no other choice. This is my career. This is my job. And this is how I take care of my family. So praying from the front, I had to begin to start praying myself through Mm. this pandemic. And as I began to pray something, and I know it's God, began to say, right why don't you start writing your prayers? Wow. So I began to search the scriptures. I searched the scriptures. I was getting discouraged. I searched the scriptures and I searched a little bit more about praise and worship. I believe the Lord help my unbelief. I will finish the race. Lord, okay, praying for the children. My baby's in school. I'm praying for all these kids. And okay, praying that, you know, the people that are sick with coronavirus and dying, praying and, and basically it's writing, the, pr- the prayer is writing the word of God mm. and reading it. And so I wrote this because it's a reminder and a resource for every Christian seeking clarity, understanding and strength during today's tumultuous times and difficult times. I like it's, it. it's, it's, it's a combination of prayers and declarations and decrees that will ignite you for that moment. 
I like if you just read it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the back cover here. I'm looking, you know, if you feel uncertain and confused with what's happening in the world right now, feeling that you uh, find you losing hope, and and it's a lot of that going on right now. More anxious and overwhelmed uh, than ever before. With well, this uh, book, a reminder and resource for everyone seeking uh, clarity, understanding, and strength during these uh, difficult times. The book again is praying from the front line available on Amazon. Doc, I'm telling you, it, it is like, I, I know I'm having a good time when it goes really fast. And we we are, we have come, we just got a few minutes left. I'll give you, uh, I, well, I, I, I wanna say it again because now see, there's another connection with us. Mahalia Jackson actually lived with my grandparents for a while there in Chicago. And wow. uh, yeah, we have some dishes of hers in our family. And so I wanna read that one more time. If I, and this is Dr. Sam. Sandra uh, Jackson Dent that says, if I can help someone as I pass along, if I can cheer someone with a word or song, if I can show someone he's traveling wrong, then my living is not in vain. Very, very apropos to you, doctor. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. Uh, Give us 30 seconds of motivation. Take us on home. Well, for those of you all that are connected, I just want you to be encouraged. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. So we just got to get started. We got to get started. Just take your time. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't allow what needs to be done to consume you so much that you can't get started. Just begin. Go ahead and get your journal out. Go ahead and get, you know, some goals. Get it on paper. You know, you have to write the vision and make it plain. So that when you read it, you can run with it. So that when you are ready to get started, you it's, it's ready. It's there. Get excited. We are in 2021 and we're about to begin again. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, the crowd goes crazy once again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dr. Sandra Jackson Dent, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless you.